Welcome back to the Future Show here on the TD Ameritrade Network. I'm going to bring in Michael Zaremski. He's the director of futures at Charles Schwab. He's here to help us take a look at a busy week ahead. Michael, good morning to you and welcome. Happy Monday. Uh, we started off the show talking about some of the headlines that investors and traders are focused on. And part of that, definitely earnings and eco data. I want to come full circle. And let's just begin with some of the earnings here. We were talking about tech a minute ago in terms of a uh, Tesla and some of the names to watch Apple Amazon meta uh, what do you have your eye on and what should our viewers be watching good morning Ben exactly right here as well to the second uh, busiest week of the earnings season this week here with all the big tech names are reporting out this week uh, Tuesday we have a uh, Microsoft and uh, alphabet there Wednesday meta and Thursday Apple and Amazon here, and that's really, I think, the, the primary focus here as well as uh, these companies here, some of the biggest names yeah. in the indices, both the S&P and the NASDAQ there, have really underperformed the uh, market in general. In fact, except for uh, Apple there as well, too, all the other big names there are trading well below uh, the downward move here in the S&P 500 so far this year as well, too. So they've really been kind of weighing here mm -hmm. on the overall center of the market here. So to get some... Uh, a little bit better data here out of these big tech names there as well, and maybe a little bit of a positive uh, stance here uh, from the CEOs uh, and their conference calls as well, too, can really do a big number there on improving uh, investor uh, sentiment for the markets here. Whether that plays out or not remains to be seen here as well, too, but really primary focus here are those big tech names this week. Yeah, quick look here at the ES. This is the move we've seen off the lows from last week, 3502 uh, well, a week or so, just about eight days ago, I guess it was, it was uh, uh, the week before last at 3502 towards the end of the week, Thursday, in reaction to uh, the data, which disappointed, then the sharp rally back after the CPI. But uh, Michael, talk to us, because uh, in, in addition to economic data, I'm sorry, uh, uh, some of the earnings, we have some economic data this week that uh, could move markets as well, some housing numbers I saw, and then towards the end of the week, it looked like GDP and uh, some inflation figures. Absolutely right here. Another uh, big week of economic data here. Today, it's a little bit quiet here as well, too, but we do get the uh, flash uh, PMIs for both the manufacturing services from S&P Global okay. as well, too. And now, those numbers here have been uh, kind of fluctuating uh, right around neutral as well. So right now, they're expected to see the services uh, a little bit in contraction, about 49.2 is estimated, but the manufacturing uh, just a little bit expansionary at 51. So anything that really moves uh, out of that kind of neutral area as well, too, uh, could set a little bit of a tone for the uh, equity markets today. Uh, coming up uh, tomorrow, though, it's a really a housing day. Data there we have mm -hmm. the uh, case seller S&P uh, housing price index as well as uh, new home sales there so um, okay. unfortunately the new home sales like all the other housing data as well too expect to be down 11% month over month here so those higher interest rates really have hammered here that housing sector there as well as you mentioned also we have uh, the first estimate of uh, Q3 GDP mm -hmm. and we may actually see a positive reading here after two quarters of negatives about 2.1% expected there as well too so kind of break that cycle there of uh, kind of Bit of a contraction in the economy there if this uh, holds true as well and of course here we have the fed's uh, primary inflation gauge mm -hmm. uh, that pce uh, index there as well especially the core there as well unfortunately it's supposed to be up once again a uh, month over month as well too so right now it doesn't appear that we're seeing that inflationary pressure is really starting to come down as much as both uh, <laughs> consumers there as well as the fed i really want to see there to kind of cap this uh 
interest rates rising we've been seeing here for the past several months. Weekly jobless claims as well on Thursday, uh, some of the sentiment numbers throughout the week. But yeah, I'd agree. Housing definitely will be a focal point with those existing home sales numbers last week. I think it was eight months in a row to the downside. Michael, talk to us about obviously with the earnings, you should be looking at the indices with the eco data. I mean, I'd imagine the focus is going to be on the treasuries, right? We saw rates spiking last week and the impact that could have on uh, the indices. Ultimately, it's all kind of intertwined. Absolutely right there. There's a couple of factors there as well. In fact, we have a lot of central banks also bringing their interest rates announcements this week. Bank of Canada there, the ECB, and the Bank of Japan. And we're seeing a lot of volatility, especially yeah. in the interest rate globally, as well as the FX markets as well. In fact, the Bank of Japan apparently once again intervened in the currency market on Friday. There's a seen that swift turnaround there on Friday after falling to 32-year lows against the dollar as well, too. So that's also something to keep an eye on as well, too, is that because you don't want to see those two sectors, interest rates and currencies, be this kind of volatile situation here as well, too, because that's just really just going to wreak havoc there on the equity markets in general across the globe here. And as far as the equity markets this week, obviously that's a key factor as well, too. We're near recent highs here right now today here in the S&Ps. Uh, in fact, we got above 3,800 earlier in the session. And a very volatile session here for yeah. us Sunday, Monday. Yeah. Almost 80-point range here in the yeah. S&Ps so far. Both sides have unchanged as well, too. So definitely to see if we can see that a winning streak we had last week continue here as well, too. But to really do that as well, we got to take out the resistance, the near-term resistance around 38.20 in the uh, December S&P futures there. If we, if we get above that there, we're looking at maybe a test of that 50-day moving average right near 3,900. On the downside, we have the uh, 20 and the 10-day moving averages kind of converging here just below 3,700. Below that there, we see some support around 3,580. So given the amount of economic data out this week, earnings, no Fed speakers this week because we're in the blackout period before uh, next week's FOMC meeting. So that'll be a little bit of a calming to the market here, but we can see a very choppy, uh, potentially volatile activity here in the equity markets there, especially based on those earnings there and also what's happening there for the central banks that are going to affect the interest rates and currency markets. I love it, Mike. A great look ahead in terms of uh, what to stay dialed in on this week, earnings, ecodata, and some levels, some technical levels from Mike Zagramski bringing it this morning, uh, the director of futures at Charles Schwab. Mike, always a pleasure. Look, back, look forward to seeing you back here a little bit later on in the week.